Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast for Lions Life Coaching, Be More. We're here to provide you a way to get from where you are to where you want to be, showing you ways to improve yourself daily to see results in your life the way you want. We cover psychology, marketing, communication, and business for those in both corporate environments and those of the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Hi, welcome to Lions Life Coaching, where we explore stories of resilience and personal transformation. I'm your co-host, Ashley Phillips, and today we have an extraordinary, extraordinary individual with us. Cody, the producer of this podcast, Lions Life Coaching, is our guide on this inspiring journey. His story is one of triumph over mental illness, marked by unwavering dedication and discipline. Starting his day at 3 a.m., he's the living embodiment of conquering adversity, both mentally and physically. With a bachelor's in digital forensics and a background as a former service member, Cody's unique unique perspective is rooted in experience. He's also the founder of Brutal Wisdom, a brand dedicated in empowering individuals to unlock their full potential. Today, Cody will share insights on overcoming mental health challenges, achieving success, and leave you with his mantra, if you want to beat the 5 a.m. club, you got to be up earlier than the 5 a.m. club. Get ready to be inspired by Cody's journey and the wisdom he's gained along the way. This is Lions Life Coaching, and I'm Ashley Phillips, along with our remarkable host, Cody, your guide to unlocking your full potential. Let's get it! Hey, everybody. So... In case you were wondering, like I, I said, I think last episode, uh, oh, the hiatus is over, we're back. And then that was like a month ago, and I didn't make any more podcasts since then. Uh, Lions Life Coaching isn't dead. Uh, we're, we, we actually, at this very moment, I, I believe, I, I'm not currently in front of my phone, I'm using it as, you know, uh, the webcam. Our old co-host, James, his wife is in labor with the, with, with, uh, their son. I, I, I want to say, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure where they're at and I I'm trying to kind of, you know, leave them to it and they'll, they'll get to me and let me know what's going on when they do. So, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers with them just, you know, they're, they're working it, uh, uh you know, and that, that was kind of why James wasn't any longer the co-host. He's got a lot more responsibility than when we started the podcast. So there's that. But um, yeah, so I, I hope everybody's been well. Uh, Ashley's going to be our new co-host for the time being, uh, for possibly, you know, the the rest of the time that this show is live. Uh, yeah, we've been doing a lot. We've been, uh, I went from busy to productive uh, starting, what, last Monday? No, no, this Monday. Uh, we were, you know, I make it a point to be busy, uh, you know, find things to do, stay productive, but then I was just busy in the sense of like, uh, not really managing my time as well as I could have been. So <clears throat> that being said, I, I started blocking time off. So now I get, cause how are you going to get eight to 10 to 12 things done every single day? that need done, like, you know, for, take it all the way back to elementary. We'll, we'll have hour long classes and, you know, maybe middle school, whatever. I, I don't really remember either one, um, but, you know, have hour long classes, then you'll get eight subjects knocked out in a day. I was thinking to myself, how could I get eight, or how many things do I, two, three, four, five, Six things is like I, I kind of double book, booked myself seven, eight, nine, ten, and then something I'm not going to do today. So, so ten things done in a day. Uh, <laughs> you, you time block it. Uh, I've been, I've been blocking off in half hour increments and hour increments for various tasks. Uh, I just started Monday, and actually, I'm kind of thinking uh, every week I might switch it up as far as what. I put in each time block because Monday, the best thing happened. I was like trying to get something done. I only had 10 minutes left and I was like, Oh God, I don't even know what I, I'm going to have to do in 10 minutes. 
And I was like, you know what? That's perfect. I, my calendar is going to ping and say, give me a notification at the top of my screen that's going to say, hey, you're supposed to be doing this. Oh, okay. And then like after the second or third time, it wasn't even stressful to switch things. It was like, you know, kind of, I knew there would be a learning process, but this, I was like, okay, there's no way I'm ever going to manage to get one whole LinkedIn document. For example, I'm trying to carousel posts now because those are pretty popular on LinkedIn and I can see why they're awesome. Uh, and if you format them really nicely, they look incredible. So I was like, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll work on those to crank out one a week. That's perfect. That's more than I've been doing. So, but anyways, uh, I interview everybody all the time. So after enough rambling, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I need to catch you all up on. Uh, all those hundreds of times that I said, yeah, we're, we're going to have merch, we're going to have merch. Well, we're going to get Brutal Wisdom merch because now I actually know how to go about getting merch. My plan was just to like this to print our logos on some t-shirts. And then I was like, well, until I need 30 t-shirts, I don't really see a reason to, you know, even start that project. So, but now we're going to be working on like either at sign or hashtag brutal wisdom t-shirts. So yeah, you know, that's going to be neat. And we're going to sell them. I think they're going to be like 25 a piece if anybody wants those. Uh, Brutal Wisdom's a brand that I came up with uh, fairly recently, actually. Um, it's kind of just like about brutal honesty. Like, you know what you need to do. You're not doing it. And the the it seems the longer I'm alive, the more people just don't want to hear the truth about anything, about just life is difficult, like, they would rather change, they, they would rather try to pass laws and regulations about, you know, <clears throat> trying to bend reality versus changing their perspective on something versus, you know, maybe this just isn't the right way to go about it and maybe I need to do something different. No, let's just pass a law so that somebody else has to, you know, step on eggshells around you. So that's not reality, that's not gonna work. <laughs> It, it's not working um so yeah anyways that's what it's about but Ashley if you'd like to take up start start us off with the the interview questions all right and thank you for that tidbit of information I'm definitely gonna have to try out the time blocking thing in a day because I know I struggle with that um all right, for our first question, can you share a bit more about your personal journey and what led you to start Lions Life Coaching and Brutal Wisdom? Yeah, uh, well, Lions Life Coaching separately, uh, Lions Life Coaching started as like, at, at some point, like the, the amount of what somebody can carry every single day became more than I could comprehend every day that I was doing it. Uh, and somebody had commented to that, commented that to me that they were like, I don't, I don't know how you do it. And I had all, I have always myself considered that person to be way, way stronger in the mental fortitude than myself. Like, and he's like, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, I was like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That helps. I, I guess not really. It's, <laughs> you know, you know, once Superman, you know, kind of gets crushed, then what, then what are you supposed to do? Like you know, our hero is fallen. Uh -oh. um, but, you know, then I was like, well, if, you know, on the upside, nobody can survive getting crushed more than I. So, you know, maybe I can teach other people how to be more resilient so that when something like that happens to them, they can handle it as gracefully as I did. Uh, and I'm not tooting my own horn. I didn't handle it very gracefully, but I have handled similar things like that in the past um, much worse. And the the last time I happened, the last time it happened uh, about a year ago when we started Lions Life Coaching, um, it I really just hit the ground running and started a couple different projects. Uh, started Tri-Cities Digital Marketing, Lions Life Coaching, and then 
that's tied into the brutal wisdom thing. Um, really just kind of started taking time to do all of the things that I said I was too busy to do. I started making time for them. And even, and that's the, the last year has been a, has been a journey of that, of like, okay, well, I'm 30. So your habits when you're 30 are who you're going to be for the rest of your life. And I was not, that's not cool. <laughs> that wasn't good with me. So I was like, okay, well, we need to make some changes fast and big ones. So I've been at the gym every day. Uh, you know, I used to love talking about the gym. I talk about it all the time. Um, but I hit the gym all the time and, you know, not look back. That that's, that was it. That's, uh, brutal wisdom was, I'd kind of been like messing around on like social media as far as like, yes, I did it for my advertising company, but I didn't really take care of any of my personal Instagram. And somebody conveyed to me, like, you are your brand. And like, uh, and I like thought that was cheesy. And I'm, I'm, I've always been like, this is who I am at work. This is who I am. And, you know, for my personal time. And then I was kind of like, you know, I'm up at three 30 every day. <laughs> like I'm, I'm already like, you know, people kind of, you know, as an upside, they do see me as, you know, an unstoppable ball of energy. Like I am always going, always doing something. Um, usually productive, usually something good. Uh, but you know, why, why not just slap my face on it and start trying to make something of it? Well, it's very commendable of you to take your past experiences and put them into helping others. So you're welcome. All right. Question two, you've mentioned your daily routine starts at 3 a.m. Can you delve into why this routine is so significant for you and how it contributes to your success? Uh, like, oh, there, well, yeah, there's a lot. Actually, let me do a couple of, oh, it'll just let me do it on Facebook. That's cool. So, boy. So there's a, there's a couple of classes where I go to the gym and if I get up later than that, then at three 30, I'm not going to be able to make any of those classes. So I just get up that, that seemed like, cause like some days I'd have to get up at five. Some days I'd have to get up at six someday, like it would change. And I was like, I'm just going to start getting in the habit of getting up as early as I have to on the worst days because then it's not a shock to me or it's not a it's not a pain or you know if I do get to sleep in I get to sleep in I, I very rarely get to sleep in but you know if I, if I get to I get to that definitely has to be tiring so I commend you for that all right question three overwhelming overcoming mental illness is a central central theme in your story can you share can you share specific strategies or practices that have been instrumental in your personal growth uh yeah uh, um the first the very first thing i did to fix my mental health and this is just a personal one i, I have two other like I guess, pro tips or place I, places I would start. The first thing that I did was, I don't remember what it was. It was. Something was bothering me in like 10th grade. I could still remember the classroom that I was in. <clears throat> and I was like, I'm not going to think about this anymore. There's nothing I can do about it. It's not going to get fixed. There's no reason to, you know, waste any more mental power on it. And then... Yeah, I probably thought about it a couple more times and then didn't realize it. Like something that makes me made me angry or something. Um, and then uh the the real coming delight moment or whatever uh wound up being like, wait, we said we weren't gonna talk about this anymore. And then I really stopped thinking about it from that point forward. So that was that was uh 
pretty big one. That, that was the start of me realizing like, okay, I can get better. I can fix this. I can do something. I, I can not be in the same place that I, that I have been all this time. Um, two things. One, actually, could you reiterate the question? Overcoming mental illness is a central theme in your story. Can you share specific strategies or practices that have been instrumental in your personal growth? Oh, getting my sleep together. Uh, yeah, that, that was probably the biggest one. That combined with going to the gym, uh, the egg came before the chicken there, I guess. I really didn't sleep well for a very, very long time. Uh, then I started going to the gym I, I started going to the gym like twice a day uh, just so I could sleep. And I had already, by that point, I'd already been trying to go to sleep on time, same time every day. Uh, I've been trying to take melatonin, a whole laundry list, turning my router off, a, a laundry list of things. Um, actually, the router is something I heard on a podcast. Like I think it was maybe Joe Rogan. I don't know. No, it was some workout podcast. Anyways, but none of that stuff seemed to make a difference without going to the gym. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to get my life together, I need to, I need to sleep. And then I didn't realize how big of an impact like sleep made, like impulse control. Like, how do you say no to things? If you haven't slept, you don't, you just say, okay, like whatever happens, happens. And you let life happen to you. You don't happen to life. You don't make a difference in the world. You don't do anything. You're just part of it. But when you like get sleep and start reading and get ahead on your shoulders and start working out and knowing that you are a force of it, knowing that you have power, then you're, then you're different. Then, then you start saying words that, that other people don't say. You start thinking things that other people don't think. And you start seeing perspectives that other people just cannot comprehend. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you do that I, I I don't smoke that I don't drink that like uh, some guy in a podcast or TikTok or something we were watching earlier today you know he's right like that's that's true power but the power isn't in just not doing those things like I know plenty of useless people that don't smoke don't drink don't do drugs and they're they're completely useless the power is seeing the perspective and the upside of it like a, a, a big reason is like <clears throat> Some of the smartest people that I know, like past tense, were like had had a bad drug problem or had a bad drinking problem when they were younger, um, and and you know some people die from it, but the ones that don't, the ones that you know go that you know had a really bad like like heroin or, or fentanyl or something like they stopped doing it and they quit for a good reason like their kid or their family or something. Well, now they have power. They have power that other people can't even comprehend because they've never had to quit anything in their life. Uh, quitting smoking. Uh, I, I talked to you all about that. Uh, I don't even know how long ago. Uh, uh, James also quit. Uh, I, uh, that was hard. That was harder than anything. Um, but, you know, I did it and, and I'm glad I did. Uh, every once in a while, I'll, I'll think about it. But I, I just quit and keep moving forward and the days are busy enough that I don't really miss it. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, get, getting sleep. That's, that's probably the number one strategy. <laughs> you can go from there. Well, I'm definitely glad you're getting more sleep. And I think I speak for a majority of us when I say that I'm glad that you quit smoking as well. That's better. Um, Appreciate that. For number four, many listeners might be facing their own mental health challenges. What advice do you have for someone who's looking to start their journey towards healing and self-improvement? Uh, 100% the sleep thing. Like you got to get your sleep together. Or you can't fight your, your demons. There's, there's just no way it's, you're too tired. You have too much going on in your day-to-day -day life. Um, like if you have a job and you're working and performing at that job, you know, not just, not just a, a job that you can turn your mind off, like, uh, like a job that you're, you actually have to show up and, and put effort into put, put your, you know, your thinking hat on, 
like if you're if you're doing stuff like that you're going to come home and you're drained you're completely drained um <clears throat> and then you can't do anything so sleep is one uh the food that you eat is two um if you do those two things you're going to feel a lot better than if you don't like I i'm telling you it, you don't have to go full gym rat with it i recommend still like you know walking for an hour or something a day uh you know people are like you know walk at least for 20 minutes or do exercises for 20 minutes yeah that's that does help i i recommend an hour at least of you know hard physical activity every day um well six days a week but the sleeping and the eating is i i'd almost say i mean that's two-thirds of it so if you can cut one honestly the the working out is as ridiculous as it might sound to hear me say it you know in a, in a real day-to-day -day life eating and, and sleeping is is almost more important um the other thing would be like Finding a therapist that is a good therapist and that will help you is hard. I've had so many bad therapists. I've had, can't even number them. I've had a lot of therapists. Um, and that's, that's kind of how I got into life coaching. I, I was like, okay, the therapist like helped a lot in these areas. And now I'm not like, you know, a complete waste of space, but I'm, I'm not exactly where I'd like to be. I'm not fulfilling my goals. I'm not making a magic happen. I'm not fulfilling my dreams. I'm not, you know, moving forward. I, I kind of got back to like square one. Like I'd been operating at, you know, negative five my entire life on a like negative 10 to zero to negative or to 10 scale. So it goes like, you know, I, I was operating in kind of a pretty crappy capacity the whole time. And then you know, how, how do we move forward? So, but it takes time. You might, it might be three months and then, then you realize your therapist isn't working. Keep going. Just keep going. Pick a different one, get a different one, do the leg work, whatever you have to do to figure out a, somebody that is going to be able to, at the very least, bounce ideas off of you, off of, you know, each other in a positive capacity that is going to listen to you that that's 50 percent of it like half of the therapists that i've run into don't listen like they just don't like they either like are just waiting for you to finish so they can tell you what they read out of the dsm-5 or like some other crap like they're useless like i i could have read that i could have read that on the internet <clears throat> um like why am i coming to you if i could have just you know, Google, you know, how not to be sad, you know, but keep going, keep working. You know, the, actually I, uh, my last therapist, I uh, had for a year plus and I don't remember how, how long it took me to find her, but she was great. She's awesome and well worth it. Well worth finding again. Like, and I had to go through three or four therapists to get to her, but yeah, that's that's what you got to do. It's it's not a it's not a battle. It's a war, and you have to just keep fighting it every day. And even if you're tired, you know you're here anyways. You might as well, you know, stack the deck and put the odds in your favor. Well, thank you for that sound advice. All right. Your background in digital forensics and service in the military are unique aspects of your story. How have these experiences shaped your approach to life and business? Well, there's nothing so painful that I can't tolerate as going to college. <laughs> uh, oh, the dirt. Oh, Iraq. Oh. Four years at school sorry anyways yeah no it's it's about it i'm pretty resilient because of both of those things i think a little worse for wear because of the army but that's part of it it's, you get scars when you have fun right so 
All right. <laughs> Brutal wisdom is an intriguing concept. <clears throat> you already described what it represents. How did it guide your coaching and motivational work? Well, how do I how do I say that I <laughs> I don't want to be held accountable for being an asshole? No, that's not right. That's not it. It's <clears throat> well, I mean, the truth is like okay, on, on the other side of it, like crappy patients versus crappy therapists. Like if you have a patient with borderline personality disorder. They're useless. They are useless as a patient. They're useless as a person. They're useless in their family, to their family. They're just going to lie to you. There's no point in trying to help them. Okay. And that might sound awful to say, like, well, you can't just say a patient, like, what if they're really trying? They're okay. Well, <laughs> they're not. That They're not. That's. <clears throat> And there, and I'm sure there are some that do, but that's overall the overarching theme of border person, borderline personality is don't waste your time here. Um, but if you go to a therapist or you go to a life coach and you're not willing to make changes and you're just kind of like, I don't know, my spouse wants me to go or you know, it's court ordered or whatever. Like if you're not willing to go and make a change, like then I'm not wasting my time with you. I'll tell you that the first session, like that's bottom line. First session. If you, if you want to make a difference, we'll make it happen. I'll, I, I will go to insane lengths to help somebody out that wants that, that it helps himself. I will go places I wouldn't ordinarily go to. Uh, it might sound silly, but I'd go to, um, improv or something somebody has you know a, you know any type of phobia or something that they don't want to you know they don't want to go outside they don't want to be on stage they don't want like any type of attention drawn to them you know or they're you know okay with those things but not comfortable with it you know okay well I don't necessarily like you know didn't necessarily like being on stage before, but what I have to say is more important than, you know, my piddly little fear of making a mistake and then people seeing it, which is all it really boiled down to at the end of the day. It's just, I said so many other things about, you know, not wanting to be laughed at or, you know, he's in his underwear, you know, imagine the audience in their underwear and Okay, well, that makes me uncomfortable. Okay, well, I'm on stage and that makes me okay. <clears throat> but yeah, anyways, it's, you're going to hear the truth if you, you know, opt for our our message. Uh, our message is, is kind of harsh, but you're going to have actionable steps moving forward. You're not going to be blind. You're not going to be walking around. You're not going to, I don't know what to do. I don't know why things are so terrible. They're terrible because you're making them terrible. Okay, I've been, I, I, if you asked anybody, anybody I went to middle and high school with, uh, I was just a ball of sunshine. Everywhere I went, no, I wore all black, <laughs> I wore trip pants, I was miserable all the time, and it, and I'm, I'm not, you know, skirting responsibility here, I'll, I'll I'm going to get to my part in a second, but it was my environment, the environment that I was in, uh, the women that I was surrounded by were terrible, they were terrible to me. And they constantly convinced me that it was my fault, uh, that they were trashy, uh, and that they were nasty people. And they would cite examples of other people doing nasty behaviors, acting like they weren't the ones doing it also. Uh, and then I got out from underneath of that. And then I was, I was still miserable. Then I was causing it to myself. Then I was causing it to other people. Then I, I was not in any way shape or form positive because I didn't know anything else so and then I but I wanted to be better I didn't want to be like that so I kept working and here we are all right I mean makes sense definitely truth honesty it's a big part of it um 
can't just sit around and lie to people about what they need to get done. Um, it might not be what you want to hear, but it'll help. Definitely. All right. Your podcast discusses resilience and personal transformation. Can you share a particular, particularly impactful or transformative moment from your own life? Yeah, many. I, which one would you like to hear about? <laughs> There's lots. Whichever one was the most impactful. Uh, okay uh, if there's multiple you can say multiple that's fine yeah d all of the above, <laughs> all um, of the above. <laughs> okay so you know how they say in like I, I i think in movies or stories or something they're like well i'm sending you to jail for a month or something so you can have a long time to sit and think about what you've done so i went to jail once <laughs> and that was not great at all and I sat there for a week and then somebody came and bailed, bailed me out. Uh, and I was like, I think it was like day two. And I was like, okay, all right. That was a low blow. So somebody like did me dirty in a big way. I, I've made lots of mistakes in my life. None, none of them were worth serious jail time. Uh, I've, <laughs> mind my own damn business taking care of my kid when all of a sudden uh, okay all right well <laughs> whatever uh anyways so but on day two i was like okay i don't need to be around this and my daughter doesn't need to be around this so i started working from that point forward on getting uh, a better life for me and a better life for my daughter uh she deserves a lot better than well, what her mom's put her through. So that's pretty much every day. What, uh, what I'm working on is to have a better life for my daughter. I'm glad to hear that you're getting a better life for her. It's very sad what her mother is doing. So, um, how do you balance your role as a podcast host, motivational speaker, father, and entrepreneur? Well, I, uh, I don't make decisions anymore, actually. I, is, and this is half humorous, half not. My calendar is the boss. I don't make any decisions at all. And uh, I used to, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like I'd tell my daughter, like, hey, daddy's got to work. Daddy can't, you know, hang out right now. Like, but... Then it's, you know, six, six o'clock in the evening or something, and I should be spending time with my daughter. I should be paying attention to her, and I'm still on my phone. I'm still on my laptop. I'm still working. And, you know, that, that's not right. That doesn't help. That's not any better than what her mom's doing. Like, now, during the day, yeah, daddy's got to work. Daddy's got a lot of stuff to do. But then in the evening, I just leave my phone in my office. I'm, you almost can't get a hold of me unless you're you know, on one of my emergency contacts or like you're, you're sending me messages on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, iCalendar, um, you know, but now it, it's better for her. It's, but yeah, my calendar, my calendar is boss and I'm been great so far. That's very good tips for our listeners, especially the whole, you know, prioritizing your time to spend with your daughter as well. Working is and, a big factor in life, but your kids have a big factor as well. They're only going to be little once, uh, yes. you know, and I mean, like if I'm working, you know, for 16 years and then she's 18, you know, and I was working the whole time, like she's going to be an adult. She can do her own like taxes and she can work for herself and like i i have to have spent some time with her so we're building a computer this weekend we're building her a little little raspberry pi uh set set up now i'm gonna put it in the desktop just the the chip and i'm gonna plug it in with a an hdmi cord into the like raspberry pi that's just kind of hanging in the desktop or maybe i'll like zip tie it down or something and then just going to push the power button it's a it's a giant old 
desktop rig so it lights up and you know it's got water cooling and everything and she's gonna be like ooh but I'm gonna I'm gonna build that with her so she gonna she gonna start working. That's good. I'm happy to hear that. I'm sure that she'll love it as well. Let me make it say like closing because all right. Uh, could you share a memorable story of how you've witnessed someone else's life positively impacted by your coaching or motivational work? I'll call you out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Ashley's completely gotten, has completely turned her life around. Uh, that's kind of how we're here actually. Um, but True. Uh, she wakes up most days around three thirty, four o'clock as well either to go to the gym or, you know, to start working. Uh, she's working on her own Instagram uh, campaign and her own email campaign. Uh, so, yeah, you. <laughs> All right. How do you define success personally? And how has this definition evolved throughout your journey? Okay, in the beginning, success only really honestly meant that my time was my own. And like, it didn't matter if I made a bunch of money or not. Like, as long as I had made enough that my time stayed mine, then that's, that's successful. But now it's got to be... Like I, I employ people, those people rely on me, their families rely on me. That's, that's more successful than I really imagined. I didn't really expect to get to that point. I didn't expect to hire people. Um, and it wasn't even about the money for them. They were like, I wasn't doing anything more important than, than what you see in your vision. So I'm, I, I honestly, I have only seen a glimpse of, of where I'm trying to get through the people that I've hired. Like, I'm like, why does, you know, something, something crazy would happen or something. And I'm like, why are you even still here? Why, why are you still working? Like, I, I mean, this is my, you know, and sometimes it's been a personal hell. Like I'm, I am the one that has to figure this out. Like, why are you like, and they're like, it's, it's, like I, I, the way you talk about it and the drive that you have, I've never met anybody like that. I've never met anybody that's going in the direction that you're going. You're, you're going to get there at some point, like, you, you know, might have to struggle, claw, fight tooth and nail, but you're going to get there. <laughs> and, you know, hearing that a couple of times, I was like, okay, all right. Well, people see things in me that I don't see. Like, like I, I struggle a lot with, you know, struggling <laughs> just all the time I am trying, I am focused on like, I shouldn't have done that. I should be doing this. Um, but things are exponentially getting better now. Like it's going up, it's going up how high. So this is, this is a, I'm, I'm not going to see this life much anymore after this point, like a year from now, I don't really think I'm going to be in the same place in any way, shape, or form. I, I won't know the same people. I won't be doing the same things. I'm hoping to be in Miami, New York, Charleston, every, you know, other week, you know, doing conferences, talking to people, giving motivating speeches, like all that stuff. Um, to the point that I'm practicing every day now, just to get ready for when it does happen, because I'm I'm not going to be one of the people that's lucky i've never been lucky in my entire life except for honestly with raffles raffles for whatever reason i just like i'll take 10 i don't care if there's two people or 200 i'm gonna win something um but i've never been lucky at anything else in my entire life and uh when when an opportunity comes i'm, I'm gonna be ready for it sound as a business owner and entrepreneur, 
What are the key lessons you've learned about leadership and success? When somebody hits you with a car and then backs over you and then leaves, you have to get up and keep going. <laughs> uh, um, perseverance isn't even the right word. There's, it, it, you have to be a special kind of person to be an entrepreneur. Uh, there has to be something mentally wrong with you in order to be a, a an entrepreneur. Uh, you just have to be some some type of masochist. Uh, so just get hit ten times over and over again, and then yes, keep going. I, I there's something to be said for like for for painting yourself into a corner, uh, like. I, I don't even know like you have to like wedge yourself against hedge yourself wedge like it's you versus every single little problem that comes up and then you have a team and then you know you trust your team and then your team fails well who's that on at the end of the day that's on you so then the next time you're like I'll just do it myself and then your team is like kind of like and then, you know, you're doing it and now everything's piling up because you're doing the one thing and really your team, your team failed and they kind of got to like, you know, now you know how to teach your team. Okay. Now you're hiring new people. Now those new people are terrible. Like it never ends. And there's something to be said for that too. Like that's, if anything else, that's gotten my priority straight is saying things with a different intonation. Like it never ends and then going like you know hey your your son's sick look man the work it never ends around here like just just go and, and hang out with your family today you know uh there's there's no there's no good reason to keep you there's nothing pressing enough going on right now that it's not going to be here tomorrow so you know makes sense in the world of motivational speaking, every audience is unique. How do you tailor your messages and insights to resonate with different groups? Hmm. Well, I've never been asked to just like speak to mentally ill folks. So that's kind of like always a unique value <laughs> proposition. Like, hey, I've had it worse than all y'all. No, no, not really. But um. I guess it really just depends. I, I kind of have, I, I guess it's just that it's, you know, tailoring the message to, you know, professionals, like say if I, if I'm going in and I know they're, you know, executive folks like executive C-suite, you know, I have an idea of what they're, that that's what my day looks like. You know, I, I know what that looks like. Um, you know the the folks that I probably have to do the most ad living with is like is like sports sports teams like I don't know anything about professional anything like I, I want to get into like I, I'm I'm working right now to get into professional uh, like bodybuilding like uh, uh, physique shows uh, but that's just going to be one of the many things I do for work like that's that's going to be kind of part of the that's part of this part of the motivational thing. Um, but I, I, I hope I don't have to talk to a sports team anytime soon because I have no idea what I, what I even say to them about, you know, perseverance. They go, they go to work for four hours of you know, the most difficult work I can imagine every day, you know? So it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of the same message, like, you know, you have you are made of more than you think and you are weaker in several areas than you think you know it's and, and adjust accordingly gotcha. all right for those who might be hesitant to seek help or mental health challenges what would you say to encourage them to take that first step most of the famous people that i know and when I say famous, I'm, I'm talking about like entrepreneur circles, like they're, they're successful. They were like drug addicts or they were homeless or, or like 
they had a a husband or wife who was in hospice care for a, a significant period of time and then either lived or died I, i've heard i've heard multiple stories and you know you know now they're successful like you you haven't seen the adversity like you don't know about where the the bad point and the where the low and the the high point of your story are and if you know this is the low point then i mean make sure that your comeback is is legendary because you can um it's it's yeah like gonna be rough but you know you've got to start and you've got to start today and you've got to start tomorrow too you've got to start next week how, much, how many questions do we have left? uh two more two more okay it's perfect What's next for Cody and Lions Life Coaching? Any upcoming projects or goals you'd like to share with your listeners? I hope to finish the damn website. <laughs> um, probably, I'm not going to say pump the brakes on Lions Life Coaching. We're, we're just kind of, I'm, I'm just getting capable at handling all of the stuff that's going on so I want to keep, I want to scale that. I don't want to take on too much and then it all just like fall apart or, or one major thing fall apart. I'm, I'm trying to like, like, especially with the time blocking that I'm doing now, like that seems to be working really well. So I hope to maybe like expand each one of those like half hour blocks to 45 and then also subsequently start getting better at all of that stuff too so mm -hmm. that it scales so that now instead of you know writing those those carousel posts like i was talking about for linkedin i can have you know one of my guys do it and then that's a 45 minutes i get back and i can spend on you know recording content uh which is you know something only i can do so and I, i'm gonna start going to see what kind of posts can I, or I'm sorry, what kind of tasks can my team do and what kind of tasks can only I do? And then those are going to be my priorities. Uh, and then I guess brutal wisdom is, is the next, next big thing. The next thing that I'm really trying to knock out of the park because it's, I, I just didn't frame what I'm trying to do in the right light. And because of that, I've, I think I missed a lot of time and a lot of stuff that I could have uh, already been doing as far as just helping people, just being motivational. Like I kind of saw Instagram as like this platform where there's like just a bunch of young women wiggling their butts, which is great too. Uh, <laughs> but that's kind of a huge waste of time. I it's I'm not denying that, you know, who doesn't like women shaking their butts on, on Instagram and, you know, 30 second increments, but I didn't really conceive that it's, it's can be as powerful a motivation tool as, you know, a, a podcast. All right. That's fair. All right. And lastly, can you leave our listeners with one piece of advice or a key takeaway that illustrates your journey and the essence of lion's life coaching or brutal wisdom? drink water uh i i've harped on it the whole time like get you some sleep you will be a different animal if you wake up early after having slept and you're like i gotta that means i gotta go to sleep at like nine o'clock yeah it does but that you're completely missing the point you're you're losing the the forest for the trees here like what if your life could become what you dreamed about when you were a kid or, or when you were a teenager or your body became like you were like i was i'm gonna be cool man I'm, when when you're a kid you're like I'm, I'm gonna be you know a rock star i'm gonna have these like washboard abs and like deflect bullets with with my pecs like and 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 then at some point you're like 
man, I really, really hate being a manager. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want people to come to me with their petty problems. I don't want, you know, managers above me to come to me with their petty problems. Like it just never ends. But then you go into the meeting and you're like, just, oh, excuse me. I didn't, I didn't see you there. Oh, sir. <clears throat> I, I'm not obligated to listen to you. You know, I don't, I don't care if you're my manager. Yeah, I can bench you. So like, you, your life will change if you just, you know, bite the bullet for a year or two years or four years. Like, what if you could get everything you ever wanted by sacrificing four years? Because at some point, you're going to wake up and four years have gone, gone by. And I say four years because that's my plan. My, my plan is a year over, and I have three left. And I kind of had to reformulate in a good way. And that's why we're back here. That's why, why I'm on this podcast is because I was like, I didn't quit my goals. I kind of quit, you know, harping on my goals to y'all. Uh, but I, I didn't stop and, and I'm a quarter of the way there or more. Maybe I'm halfway there and I don't see it yet. I, I don't know. I, I just know I'm taking everything way more seriously now than I was. And it's got to count for something. Right. And, but yeah. All right. Thank you guys for joining us on this inspiring episode of Lions Life Coaching. Cody, your wisdom, your journey and wisdom have been truly enlightening. Powerful words to end on. All right. Remember, dear listeners, that life challenges are opportunities for growth and every one of you possesses the strength to rise above them. As we wrap up today's episode, we encourage you to subscribe, share, and leave us a review. Your support means the world to us and it helps spread the, these valuable stories of resilience. Don't forget to go follow us on Instagram. Uh, what, what is it? Sorry, uh, uh, brutal wisdom. Yes. Sorry, I, I couldn't remember if it's a hashtag or, or an <laughs> at symbol. I, I'm not used to used to an at symbol. I know that sounds ridiculous, but go follow brutal wisdom. And yeah, uh, we'll check y'all out later. Thank you.